0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the kennel, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you're here today, if it's your first time, please smile. You can laugh. You can poke people in the ribs or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, be sure you know them. That might help. But uh, anyway, you know, we're, we're here because of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And you know what? Uh, if, if you've been in a place where it seemed like you was at a funeral, th- this this isn't a funeral because Jesus isn't dead. He is alive. And so, uh, I, th- you know, save the cowboy. though. This is a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saint, saints, you know. Um, we're all here, we're all going through some same struggles, uh, different details, but, but the same. So uh, look around you, You know these are the, these are the people that you're going to spend eternity with. These are the people that you can lean on and uh, I, I love Ezekiel 34:16 that says, we're, we're, this is what God says. He says, "I will look for those that are lost, bring back those that have strayed, bandage those that are inju- injured, and strengthen those that are sick. And that is awesome right there. And that's everything that we're trying to do. We don't do any of it. We just point you in the direction of the man that can. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. I've been doing a lot of day work in which, you know, good grief. I, I, I absolutely... I am so fortunate. I, I love what I do. I get to preach God's Word on the weekends, and I get to cowboy during the week. And this time of year, I've been cowboying near, nearly every single day. And um, there there hasn't been a whole lot of excitement, except for about four seconds, one day. And we, I was, I was out with the Carnahans, and we was uh, west of Alberta ways on this kind of a I don't know it's like they're going to develop it but they haven't developed it yet so running some cows out there and the pens out there was I've seen better okay I've seen some I've seen some better pens and we had this one big old steer heifer I don't even remember what it was it was black and it was like this big and it jumps out of the pens and so let's see let me count four words four words that took me a while right and so Charlie says the four words that every cowboy just loves when the bus says, "Go Roper, boys." <laughs> yeah, all right. It just makes everything worth it. So, so me and Chris, we go over there, and I, I don't know if, if y'all saw that. Some of y'all on Facebook saw that picture I posted of Fiona, you know, standing there. That was I was walking over to get on her whenever I took that picture, and she's looking at me like again. So I, you know, we cinched up tight and got the rope down and we started trying because she was just right out there with the cows. And so I went out there and just kind of got as close as we could. And, you know, the cattle were looking around like, who are you coming for? And then that heifer was like, oh, it's me. So she turned on the afterburners top gun. She took off. Chris took off first after and and he... He didn't miss. he just he, it was just a practice swing. that's all it was. We don't ever miss. We don't ever miss. We just we take as many practice swings as we need to before we decide to catch. So Chris took his first practice swing and whenever he got his practice swing out of the way, I went in for my practice swing. And poor Fiona, we were going as fast as we could, and she got me probably... I, I don't know. It, as close as she could, it was probably me to this speaker over here. I don't know, that's like 30 feet or something like that. And we are running at Mach 27. Okay? I mean, she's got her ears laid back and your know, whole nose is going like this, and I'm grinning. I got bugs in my teeth. It's great. And I'm swinging that big old loop. And, I, and I, I can tell we're not we're not losing ground, but we're not gaining ground either. So I thought I'm gonna take my practice swing. So I reared back and I threw just as hard as I could, and I caught her. I was like, "Yeah!" So I. You know, and, and you know, when you throw that hard, I mean, you you, you don't just kind of sit there on your horse like, you know, you, you're using your entire body and everything's going like this. And I threw out there and I caught her and I reached out. I had a big old grin on my face if it could get any bigger. And I tried to grab my my slack and the heifer with my loop went, Pfft. and Fiona followed. My life flashed before my eyes. I am literally, I kid you not, you know you cannot run a, uh, you know, we got a big football game tonight between the Packers and the Broncos. You cannot run a kickoff back 110 yards because it would be out of bounds In Well, if falling off was a kickoff return, I was falling off at 109 yards because you can't get any closer than I am. I am, I've lost my left stirrup. I am standing up in my right stirrup, and my butt, I am literally this far from Fiona. Just like this. And I actually grinned to myself and thought, it's been a long time. Been a long time. Been a long time. And I'll tell you what happened a little bit later. (laughs) You know, I wasn't paying attention very well to my writing. I was paying a whole lot of attention to a lot of other things, but it wasn't on my writing at that point. And there's a story in Mark chapter 6, actually there's, a, there's, there's some consecutive stories that kind of run in over about a 12 to 15 hour period of some other cowboys that were paying attention to a lot of other things than what they should have been paying attention. Now we pick up in Mark chapter 6, starting in about verse 30, and we see that, that Jesus... They, they they go to this place, and um, they're trying to get away from the crowds, but the crowds have followed Him and His cowboys or His disciples, however you want to put it. And, and they get over there, and they, they just start... I mean, they wanted to learn, so Jesus, even though He's tired, He's hungry, He's thirsty, He goes ahead and He starts teaching and... Everything, and, and he he teaches through the day, and, and finally some of the, the cowboys, they come up and they're like, hey man, it's kind of getting late. None of these people have ate. You know, some of them ain't even got anything to drink. Why don't we shut this thing down? You send them away, Jesus, and uh, send them back to town so that they can get something to eat. Well, Jesus, he says, well, why don't you feed them? And they were like, well, you want me to run to town and get, you know, like a big foot long? You know, Subway or, you know, well, what, what do you, we're not going to eat Subway anymore, by the way. But that's, that's a different story. And um, so they, uh, he says, no, he said, what do you have? I said, hang on. Go. So they go and they check their saddlebags or whatever, whatever they have, right? They come back and they said, well, we got five loaves of bread and we got two pieces of fish. He said, "Awesome. Sit everybody down in groups of 50 to 100 something like that. Just, you know, kind of get it organized. And and while y'all are doing that, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks for it. Put it in a couple of baskets or something like that, and then he said, "Y'all hand this out to everybody." Five loaves of fish and two or five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. And they fed 5,000 men. Now you you have to understand you know everybody's probably got a wife or a girlfriend and maybe a couple of kids so I mean there may be like fifteen or twenty thousand people here and Jesus is feeding or actually the disciples are passing out what Jesus has given thanks for and everybody gets fed. It's one of the most amazing stories nearly ever. You, you ain't even got to be no hardcore Christian to know the feeding of the five thousand. But it doesn't just end there. You know, a- after everybody had had their fill, man, they picked up enough for some sandwiches later on that night and the next day. I mean, there was even some leftovers, right? And so a- after, boy, that's been a long, hard day. They done fed like twenty thousand people. Anybody ever been a waiter or waitress? Yeah, you ain't never waited on 20,000 people, okay? So I'm sure all all these cowboys were tired. And so Jesus, you know, he he feels sorry for them. So at the end of a long, hard day, Jesus says, well, y'all go ahead and row yourselves across the lake. You know, and so he says, I'm going to go up on this mountain and pray. Y'all get across this sea. Y'all row row, row your boat all across the sea. That's where that song came from. Most people don't know that, but... And um, so they get up there and they start rowing, and Jesus goes up on the mountain and he starts praying and he sees a storm come up and he's watching his cowboys out there. I mean, they just they're trying to fight these wind and the waves, and you know, he can see them struggling, and and what I found funny in that is it says in in Mark chapter six that he was watching them struggle early in the evening. And then about 3 o'clock in the morning, he decides to go over across the lake himself or across the sea, right? And so he ain't going to take no boat. He's going to walk on water. Jesus ain't dumb. He's going to take the most convenient route, and that's going to be right across the water. He ain't going to let nothing stand in his way. So Jesus is strolling out there across the way, and, and there's a storm going on, right? And, and I love what the Bible says. It's, there's just some little bitty things in there that just make me chuckle. And it says, for he was going to pass them by. <laughs> I can see Jesus. I'm going to catch him and, and He wasn't going to help them. He was just going to stroll on past them. I can see Jesus going, What's up, boys? Y'all doing good? See you on the other side. Well, he started to do that. Well, they freaked out. Okay, so they got all terrified, number one, because there's this big storm, the waves are coming, they've been up all day, they're trying to row, row, row their boat across the lake, and now there's a sea, and now Jesus is walking on water beside them. So they get a little bit freaked out. And so um, in Mark chapter 6, verse 50, okay, the end of verse 50, it says this, But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of loaves. And then here's a really, really sad piece of Scripture. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Now these these are guys that had they, they they nearly spend every waking moment learning from Jesus. They they are a, how many of us would like to just sit down and just let let's have a face to face. Meeting with Jesus. Because I've got some questions and I'm sure you do too. Well, these 12 cowboys, they had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Jesus. But it says right here, For they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Man, they were scared. Why were they scared? Why does the Bible say that? Because, Because here's the deal. These cowboys, or disciples, however you want to put it, were paying attention to the wrong things. They, had, I mean, they, they were there for everything, but, but instead of focusing on what was important, instead of focusing on what would keep them in the saddle, instead of focusing on what would keep them safe, they were starting to pay attention to other things. They saw the loaves and the fish. They were there. They passed five loaves of bread out and two pieces of fish to about 20,000 people, give or take a couple of thousand. They saw the loaves and the fish, but unfortunately they were so busy on that detail that they were focused on the loaves and the fish and not on the one who multiplied them. When a storm came they were looking at the wind and the waves instead of having faith in the one that was watching them. Because the Scriptures say that when they were going through that storm, Jesus saw everything that was going on. All they could see was their predicament. All they could see was their unfortunate circumstance. They could feel the the water hitting them in the face, and, I, and I'm sure it wasn't, you know... You know, nice refreshing water, you know? I mean, it was cold. It's the middle of the night. They can't see. And they're tired. They're rowing. And it's so easy, not only for those disciples, but it's easy for us to also look around at our circumstances, at our predicament, at our current situation, instead of focusing on the one Who is watching over us? Because that's what the scriptures say. Jesus was watching and he saw what was going on. Now he knew nothing was going to happen because it says he was going to pass them by. They were going to be just fine. He wasn't going to let them, he wasn't going to let nothing happen to them. Nothing was going to happen to them. They were going to make it just fine. They just didn't believe that. That's why Jesus was going to pass them by. But he had, he had, Took pity on them whenever they got, you know, they were scared. And then when they saw him, it kind of doubled that fear. And so he decided to, to calm their fears. But isn't it, a, isn't it crazy that they saw the loaves and the fish, not the one who multiplied them? They were paying attention to the wrong thing. And, and, and it's not bad to see the loaves and the fish, but that's what they were concentrating on was the loaves and the fish. They were concentrating and they were paying attention to the storm, not the one who's master over everything. And isn't it sad that they, whenever they, they see Jesus, they hollered out and the Bible says that they were terrified because they thought it was a ghost. Isn't it a little bit sad that these disciples, these cowboys that spent every waking, nearly every waking moment with Jesus believed more in ghosts than they did the Son of God. And that's why it says that their hearts were hardened. That's what happens to us when we start looking at things, when we start paying attention to things. that I don't want to say that they're not important, but but we can't start paying attention to the wrong things. Do you see your loaves and the fish or, or blessings? I mean, don't, aren't we all thankful for the great lives that we have, of the great jobs that, that we may or maybe in some certain sense we may not? But I, I know I look at my situation and I, I've got the greatest job in the world. You know, I mean, I get to cowboy uh, for real and for God, which is the same thing, but you know what I mean. Do you see your blessings more than you see the one that gives them? I mean, how often do we go, you know, God, we thank you for doing this, and we thank you for doing that, and we thank you for doing this. And that's all good and well. But shouldn't we just be focusing not on what God does for us, but who He is for us? Because that's the source. Do you think Jesus is napping and isn't seeing the storm that you're going through? And you know what's funny? He went up on that mountain to pray. And the Bible says that now Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, and now we have a person, that is, a high priest in heaven that is... Uh, what does the Bible say? I didn't write it down. But it's like, like sticking up for us day and night in front of God. Man, look at what my son is doing. Look at what my daughter is doing. Aren't they doing great? Where before the devil was always condemning us, but now God says, I ain't going to listen to you no more, devil, because my son is here. And based on what my son has done, Jesus is up there day and night before the throne proclaiming the good things that we do in his name to his Father in heaven. But too often we start looking at other things. We start paying attention to the wrong things. We think Jesus is napping and doesn't see that the storm that we're going through. Because we're all going through a storm of uh, either you're going through a storm right now or you've been through a storm. Or guess what? Hunker down because you're probably going to go through a storm. It's called life. This isn't heaven. This isn't going to be perfect. Bad things are going to happen. But we must. We must pay attention to the one that's praying for us up on the mountain, and he sees everything that we're going through. Is your fear blinding you to who God is? Does it make it hard to see him, even when he walks right up to your boat? See, a lot of times, man, we we just get distracted. We start paying attention to the wrong things. We start paying attention. We overextend ourselves. We throw ourselves too far out there. And then we wonder why we are, you know, headed for (laughs) headed for a fall. We've got to learn to pay attention to the right things. I had thrown that loop. And it landed, and I was—I have to say—I was excited. That's probably the longest, and, and you know, uh, nothing against it, but if you ain't never just screamed out across a pasture where you don't know if there's gopher holes, you know, you're you're in grass. It—you can't see the ground. Your horse can't see the ground, but it's just laying it all out there, and you throw as hard as you can, and you catch, and you reach out there to pull your slack. And not only is your slack not there, but your horse ain't there either. (laughs) And there's another thought. If you were here last week, or if you wasn't, you can go back and watch it on our live stream page. I talked about going on a cruise, and I was talking about the boat going, wah, wah. Well, I got to do that in person this week. Because I was out there, the only thing touching any part of that horse or saddle was my right foot that was still in the right stirrup, and it was about this far from the horse, and I am way out here. Now, I do still have the reins and the rope in this hand, and I have nothing in this hand except to wave. And that's when something amazing happened. I grinned and I thought, well, it's been a long time. And that's when my left spur hung on the skirt or the cantle of the saddle, and it stopped me just for that long and gave me time to get my saddle horn and pull myself back down. My heart was beating about 4,000 miles an hour. I didn't get my slack pulled. The heifer runs through the rope. My most miraculous shot I've ever made in my life. I've lost it now. And we go out there, and I I guess I took my practice swing because me and Chris both got her on the next loop. We we both roped her and kind of stretched her out so Charlie could back the trailer in so that we could load her up. And my heart was still beating because Chris was right behind me. And he come up and he said, Man, you had her. I said, did you see what happened? And he goes, yes, you ran through your loop. I said, did you see what happened to me? He goes, no, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) The story of the sermon. Pay attention to the right things. Three of the most miraculous things that ever occurred happened in this amount of time, and nobody was there to see it. I learned an incredible lesson that day. Missing loops is a lot better than missing skin. Okay? Some of us, some of you, that's how you feel right now, isn't it? You got that one foot in that right stirrup and you just feel like you're out there in no man's land. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in your job. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's in in something else, a business deal or or whatever the case may be. You just feel like you're just really exposed and out there, and you're just sure that you're going to hit the ground. Some of us has fallen off or close to falling off because we're paying attention to circumstances. Sometimes we're even paying attention to blessings and sometimes we're paying attention to fears instead of paying attention to God. If you want to keep from falling off your proverbial horse, you want to keep from hitting the ground, you've got to learn to pay attention to the source. You've got to learn to pay attention to God. Ride first. Ride first. Can't do anything if you ain't on your horse. Ride first, and I promise you, your roping will get better. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we're here, and our eyes and our hearts are on you. God, forgive us for paying more attention to our problems instead of the one who is bigger than all of them combined. God, thank you for letting us ride for you and with you And be with each and every one of us every day as we go through this life. Not trying to obey a bunch of rules, but just by going out and being who you've made us to be and shining your light in this dark world. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.